What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle Cop! Hey, me! Hey, Just a couple of pawns, John. <laughs> Just a couple of pawns. Making baby. a buck. Just a couple. You know, I, I, I'd say I'm a little more of a pawn than you. I mean, you're doing national television games. I'm just sitting no, on my couch watching pawns. TV. Matt Hill was happy to hear you're doing well. He asked about you. <clears throat> You know, guy, not all of us can go in a decade span from doing games on local TV to calling our alma mater on national television. Enough cancellations happen, John. Anybody can do it. Yeah, I mean, shit happens fast. You never know. Dream big, folks. Dream big. It was funny. You know, you and I always laugh about, like, you know, John, the, the, for people that don't, I mean, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but, like, that you were working at Fresno State for Pat Hill before you went to the Eagles, and I was working in the media at Fresno State, and we lived together, and... When you are, when I tell the story, it's always like, you know, Pat Hill didn't know that John was living with a media member. Even, I mean, not that he would have cared, but the point is, so then yesterday, Pat says to me, he's like, you guys live together, right? <laughs> like, you guys are tight. You did a show together? Well, yeah, it's, it's more it's more normal as time goes on than at the time, the youngest guy on the staff is trying to fly under the radar. Also, when you say media members, you did have a three-hour, like the only radio show in the town yeah. that was local, I was doing that the F- talked yes. a lot about Fresno State football. Like, you agree if, I'm trying to say, you know, if it was like Georgia or Columbus, it would be really weird. It wouldn't yeah, be, pa- be like, I wouldn't be able to pull it off. It'd be like uh, uh, Mike McDaniel living with Tom Tolbert. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Again, it wasn't that, like, there was nothing I could, it wasn't that big a deal, but it did feel like, for me at the time, not, I didn't know him going into it. I just got to think, in retrospect, he knew, how did he not, of course he knew. Yeah, again, he didn't give a, you know, it just, he he was, uh, it was fun times, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was good to, good to see him, and he was happy to hear you're doing well. The the dogs lost, though. Dogs, dogs got beat, John. We're not here to talk about that. I wish Fresno State would have had like a big tweet barrage, you know, of like our you know, guy Haberman calling the game. Did like an in-depth feature. I was I know, thinking about that really during the game. An opportunity. 
<laughs> Tell you who I'm all in on is Danny Gonzalez, coach of New Mexico. Just trust me on this one. Impressive, impressive guy. Keep an was eye ASU's on ASU's defensive coordinator last year. Thing is, it's his alma mater. I don't. He just wants to win there. Where, where's the San Jose State coach? He, Oregon State guy? Is that what he is? No, he's a UCLA guy. Oh, he's a UCLA guy. Yeah, Brett Brennan. He did coach at Oregon State. That's where I knew him from. Yeah, but because when I was scouting, he was like their wide receiver, exactly. passing game guy. When they had like Marcus Wheaton and Brandon Cooks, like they were producing a ton of guys. I think that's how it helped him get. Uh, Kind of shoot up and get this job. Get I think San he Jose came State from Oregon job. State, right? When he yeah. got the San Jose State job. Yep. That's right. I'm kind of fired up about that. Boise State, San Jose State, Mountain West title. Saturday. Did you see the? Did you see the highlight of the guy throwing the shoe uh, for Florida? <laughs> no, no. I read about. It. I haven't watched it. Yeah, it was just. I mean, a crazy game. They, they probably would have won. He, he, you know, makes a big stop, picks up the shoe, throws it, gets a 15 yard penalty. LSU ends up kicking a field goal. They win by three. Somebody described it to me while I, during a commercial break that I got up, I, but I haven't gone back to look at it. My argument on LSU always, if you're if like you have a team like that in your conference on a given year that is just having a shitty year, they still have it in their bag to just oh my god they upset so and so who's a top five team like just realize LSU probably. of their starters are getting drafted. Not like, oh, they're going to be in the NFL. No, they're going to get drafted. You know, they're 20, 19. They looked really shitty most of the year, but watching that game, I wasn't totally surprised when they fucking, you know, beat Florida. And Kyle Pitts, you know, the guy that's going to go in like the top 10, the tight end, 84. He was in street clothes. Like he didn't, their best player didn't play. So it's, it's somewhat understandable. It's funny though when he throws, Who throws it. a shoe <laughs> and then does like an arm, like a flex, like a celebration. Yeah, it goes to show, do, man. Do, football. Do you think? Uh, do you think uh, if I wanted to defend the kid, I throwing a shoe is that a fifteen yard penalty? I mean, yeah, because it's but just what, so stupid. But what I was going to say is, it just goes to show football is just emotionally people just lose their minds playing the sport. It, you just to play the sport. You just operate on such another plane of like mental existence, right? Like, what is acceptable to do on a football field? Yeah, I mean, should it be a fifteen-yard penalty? My answer is no, but yeah, because it's so stupid. Uh, yeah, to me, I mean, I, I would, I, I get it, I guess. But what if it had been his shoe, right? His uh, own if it's shoe. His shoe, no problem. You can throw your own shoe. But how do you, I wonder how the ref knew it was the other guy's shoe? Maybe because he's sitting there in a sock, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was just what what a bizarre thing to happen. I get like my point is if you're the coach and your guy gets the penalty for the shoe, you don't yell at the referee. You yell at him. No. But I thought I saw Dan Mullen had a quote today basically saying, like, listen, he had just made the like one of the plays of the game. He was super excited. Obviously it sucks <laughs> that it, the way it played out, but it was like I, I'm with you. Your emotions are running high. Football's just a, it's a it's just it's insane. Clearly it's insane, right? Yeah. Like I think why, we know that much. It's why insane. we like it. That's why uh, the, the majority of humans watch it, yeah. at least that that matter to me and you. Uh, that's the matter very much. Like the people who also use the promo code HAM when they go to Ease.com or Ease10 if they're a returning user. Yep. Ease.com, E-A-Z-E.com. Uber Eats of weed in California. They deliver it to your house. I got a delivery yesterday right in front of my building. I Walked down it. there. I saw dude, the dude, dude wearing a 49er Look, I've got mask. The bag. He's like, I got your stuff. I'm like, cool. Ease.com, promo code HAM, Niners uh, mask. Uh, Promo code HAM, promo code HAM10 for our returning users. 
I got a couple edibles. I, I, I don't understand how people smoke weed because an edible, I, I don't have to mess with my lungs. It to get a little chewy, boop, boop, about 10 minutes, 20 minutes, depending how, if you've eaten anything or whatever, it hits and you're good to go. <laughs> you know, it's, you don't smell. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know how anyone consumes anything other than edibles. I guess like you don't exactly know the amounts, but I, I can't rave about them enough. Ease.com, promo code ham. My Caminos, love, I love my Caminos. We appreciate your support. Just got to be 21 or over. You get verified online in minutes, and then you get the delivery. Bam, right at you. Uh, thanks to Scott on Instagram who DM'd me. Happy Chronica, John. Happy Chronica. Celebrate Chronica with Ease.com, promo code ham, or uh, Ease 10. I got a good one. Oh, Dank the Halls. Right, Dank the Halls. <laughs> Dank oh, the that's halls. a great one. That's a very good one. And again, all this stuff that uh, it's a great gift. It's a great gift uh, as well for the holidays. Put some tree under your tree. Exactly. A podcast also brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings, sign up with the promo code HAM. Get in the Haberman and Middlecoff League. If you have any trouble finding our league, just hit us up. We'll help you get set up. Become our friend or I don't know what their official DraftKings name for it is. But that way you get all our invites. When you're in the league, then you get the invites when a game gets set up. Um, as we record this on a Sunday, is there any drama left? Uh, I finished 56. You finished 17th. Uh, you, Miles Sanders, a good pick by Haberman. He had 20, 32 points. Jonathan Taylor, we both picked him, had big games. <laughs> he had a huge game. I just, like, listen, I, 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 I Instagram this. Like, I, I got to stop. I, I am terrible at picking wide receivers beside Keenan Allen. Like, I took Antonio Brown today. So did but I. John, it's not 06. It's 2020. I'm not taking Antonio Brown anymore. I'm sorry. He's just not good. It's not. Yeah, I had the same thought. Like, it's not 14. It's not 16. What was his last good year? I don't know, but it's it's been a minute because I, I'm 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 done with that. But I also took Godwin. I mean, they combined for like 13 points. I I'm just not good at fantasy. So if you want to get in, download the DraftKings app. Promo code Ham. You can take my money because I, I I'm terrible. I mean, I am awful. Even Herbert, who I've ridden a lot this year, just two touchdowns, 250. Not good enough there, Justin. I I, I was expecting. Hell, I, I saw who'd I see have four touchdowns a day. Someone uh, bad. Mitchell. Was it Mitchell? Well, Mitchell had three. Someone was else terrible. Lock, Drew Lock. Drew Lock had four. Yeah, Drew Lock had four. I but again, like I never would have picked Drew Lock in no, a million years, and you never will. You you never will. Quick take on Drew Lock mm. on again. DraftKings download the app. Drew Lock is the classic. Everyone's out on him. He's clearly not good enough, not playing well against good teams. And then all of a sudden, they play a bad Panther team, throws four touchdowns. You're like, you know, it's the talent, the ability. He's celebrating with his teammates. Judy Hamler. It's like, oh, we got something. Don't be fooled, Bronco fans. That is what he's better than bad. But I, I would have him red flag still. Like, you can't make your judgment off today's game. Even though today's game, I was watching Red Zone. It'd come up. He'd make a sweet bomb. He made some sweet throws. Because he does have... He's like a poor man's Derek. I didn't see a lot of that game. I saw more Tua throws today than anything else. And I had Gesicki on my DraftKings, uh, and he had a huge day, but it's just... I and he got hurt. Huh? He got like... Uh, he left the game, too. and he But he was already having him. I think he'd already had the two touchdowns. Uh, and they didn't have Miles Gaskin today, and they were down a, they were down a couple linebackers, too, right? It's hard. I, I I would love to. I just want Tua to get it. I thought 
I was hoping we'd get that game so I could just watch two. I just want to watch, not highlights. I just maybe I'll go back this week and watch two of. But yeah, I might, I, might, I have to do that because I don't. He he throws a little bit of a. I mean, if he was a pitcher, he's topping out at about ninety, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, when, but when he 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 anticipates and he hits guys in their hands, but he his ball floats a little bit. Well, I saw one pick he threw down the field, and somebody was like, "Ah, it's not to his fault." Maybe it was Hanson on red zone. And I was like, "Well, it kind of is." Like, it got underthrown, and so it got thrown into coverage. So I uh, his, his arm reminds it? me a lot of Alex Smith's. Like, it just. The balls just hang there for an extra little That's bit. That's interesting. I feel like Alex throws even a little lower. Well, I think trajectory. Alex's arm has gotten stronger as he's gotten older. But earlier in his career, he just avoids those throws. Like he yeah. just won't. He yeah. just won't do it. Philip Rivers. What would you say, Philip Rivers topping out at eighty-eight? Philip Rivers is like. Uh, uh, was it Jared or Jeff Weaver at the end of his career? J- uh, Jer- Jared. Was throwing, it was the he dude was from like, the Angels. Yeah, he was throwing like 81 or 82. But remember when he first got up to the bigs, he was like 94, 95. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. by the end, it was it was like 82. Yeah, it, was it was bad. really slow. Yeah, it was really slow. Like it made Jamie Moyer look like he was throwing some gas. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was slow. Uh, welcome everybody to the ceremony. The official... Getting married? Uh, the eulogy is being delivered. Bye bye 2020 football season 49ers five and eight lost to the Washington football team. Uh, you and I, because we are, uh, we think reasonably, don't get caught up too much in the emotions of the moment when a team is not good, and are really interested in the Niners draft pick. Got a little concerned late in the game. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was going to give the Niners an opportunity to win it and screw the pooch. Um, I can't be mad at this whole thing. We're not doing a game recap here. It's a crappy year, John. It's an insane year for them. This team was in the Super Bowl last year. Now they're five and eight. They're going to miss the playoffs. But um, given the way this whole thing played out, I, 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 it's hard for me to be angry about it. There's things they need to be better at, and we will and have been talking about those things. How they get better will be a big part of our discussion over the next several months. But I don't. I can't be mad about where they are today in terms of the way the season played out, given what happened to him. I don't know how you fix this. I'm not a doctor. I did not go to medical school. Just went to two state institutions. In a once great state, California, we're going through, we've got some problems right now, but, you know, I take a lot of pride in Fresno State and Cal Poly. They once waved the white flag, or threw the red flag, on their own medical department, right? Leading into the Super Bowl year. They said, because I kept saying, like, this is crazy, you got to fire people. And you often argued back, like, what does that even mean? And I'm with, I didn't necessarily know, but I just know that, like, that's usually what happens. Yeah. And then, regardless what I thought or anyone thought, they admitted that they fired a bunch of people, right? They fired doctors and trainers and strength staff. But this year, guy, today was kind of symbolic. First play of the game. If they got the ball first, I can't even remember, but their first offensive snap, Debo. Takes an end around, which, hey guys, if you're playing the Niners, when Debo has the end, the, the end around comes early in the game. It's like usually on the first snap or two. The problem is you're also they, playing the, you're like, oh, it's, when's Mostert's nine yard carry coming to start the game? Yeah, he gets like a basically a first down. 
And then it was like, God, did he grab the back of his uh, his hammy there? And then all of a sudden, he's kind of walking off funny, and they're like, that's not good. Boom, out for the game. Out for the game, a.k.a. pulled his hammy, out for the season. And then, as the game went on, Fred Warner, it, originally they said he evaluated for a head injury, then they say it's a stinger. It looked like a gone. stinger to me. It looked like a stinger. Worst case, it actually looked like, did he just, when he's holding on the ground, like, did he just break his collarbone? But again, like, going into the game, you'd go, who are the Niners' best players? Fred Warner might be one, and Debo would be sure as fuck high up there, and they just go down like flies. So I, I don't know what the answer is, but you have no chance to make the playoffs moving forward if your best players are constantly hurt. I mean, guy, it's not just an injury here or there. It's like every good player goes down and down and down and down and down and down. And like, I... I do think Kyle's earned a lot of credit because I don't think anyone's going, you know, like Mike McCarthy. I watch the Cowboys. I go, that's a gutless group. That sucks. Like, I don't, the Niners, I mean, guy, they almost, they had the ball down eight with three minutes left. Like, I don't even know how that was humanly possible. But they they got handled in a game. Just look at the box score. Do you know how many yards the Redskins quarterbacks, excuse me, the football team's quarterbacks combined for? I do because I'm looking at it, but. 95 yards, the two of them. 95 yards. And and the Niners got shoved around. Shoved around. So it's just like, that tells you. Now, the Redskins, it's hard to fucking do this. They're not, they're built to play like that, right? Their defense is really good. Chase Young, best player in the field by a mile. Oh. Now, in fair, Brandon Ayuk's flying around. Like, Brandon Ayuk's open every play. They just can't throw him the ball. But I, I thought today kind of still had 10 catches. That today kind of symbol. God, you're right. I didn't ten for one. God. Well, he's John. He is. We talk about every time. I, I'm I don't just like, take him on my draft. Kings he's team. getting better. This team is getting worse. He keeps getting better. He's yeah, a he's, st- like he just looks when you yeah, eye good. test Brandon Ayuk. You're like, I'm pretty sure that's a star. Like if you just told me Brandon Ayuk was the number one receiver taken in this draft, he went 12th overall. You'd be like, yeah, okay, good pick. Well. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you just eye tested him, it's like, what do you think of that guy? What nah, happened? Uh, what was his draft position? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. But forty, I think he has forty catches, but that might not be taken into account today. So he might have fifty catches. Well, he's been hot. Like he's his catches the last. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Now five weeks in a row, his numbers. Well, it's good. like what, what, I knew. Remember, I said the stat he had. He was averaging almost thirty percent of the 49ers targets a game. I knew that. I said it on the podcast, and then I don't take him on my DraftKings team. Why, why, why am I taking Antonio Brown when we talk about Brandon Ayuk 24-7? I don't get it. I'm I, an idiot. I know why. I hate fantasy. Well, it's the quarter, you just can't. It's hard to take a receiver with a bad quarterback. But I didn't, but honestly, it wasn't even in my mind to take him because yeah. I would have. wasn't even thinking about him. Yeah, I'm, I mean, look, I, you're right. It's The year was freaky. They've had freaky years before from an injury standpoint. The thing is, this team is, they went to the Super Bowl the year before. So I... You know, I can't look at them like they can't get through a season healthy because they were healthy enough last year to do it, right? They did have a lot of injuries last year. Well, I know, year, but, but I'm just saying, like, they were healthy yeah. enough to get to the, like everybody. It's like everyone has injuries. This was on. Well, we'll, we'll get into it here in a second, but they're the main position never changed. When your quarterback doesn't change, it yeah. gives you a chance. Now, but they had, I mean, just constantly. But like Mozart was, hel- was reasonably healthy. I think Mozart's a good example. He's a good player. He's a really talented player. But when you have to just be like, okay, just you're going to be our Dalvin Cook. There's a, that's not him. Like he just he breaks down. Well, well, last year 
he kind of was able to, because I think part of Kyle's deal is, I don't have a Dalvin Cook, but I got three or four guys, and he's the best of those. But when I just give him 25 carries a game for back, he's going to break down. So part of this offseason build, and now the reality, just going into the offseason build, we'll have a better idea of like, I mean, at the end of the day, they're better off losing the next three games. Because if they go 5-11, and 11, like today was just, they were 14th in the draft order going into today. And I think the Washington was like 10th. You, there's some five-win teams win today. All of a sudden, they got the six. Problem is You're, they played Dallas this week. I, I watched a little bit of Dallas. Dallas is, has some playmakers. They can well, score. I know, but it's just... No, on Smith right. score touchdown today. C- I actually think Dallas CD could, could beat the Niners. They, uh, of course they could. I'm just saying, like, if you told me, yeah, I want the Niners to lose for draft position and then they beat the Cowboys, I can't be mad at them because for most of the year, they're a better no, no, team no, for the sure. Cowboys, you know? No, for sure. It's like they could... Uh, it is a losable game, though. I, I think It's all losable at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly, it's all losable. They they just lost to Washington without Alex Smith, basically. Um, but, you know, I... Is there a worse... Is, is it more of a year from hell... Like the first year when you're the Niners and your team has just got awful, but you're Kyle and you kind of knew it. Or a year like this when you just come off a Super Bowl, you go, well, fuck. We might not be 13-3 and again, but we're going to be in the playoffs. That's a good question. I, I would say I would rather experience, as much as it sucks, this year than like year one, Kyle. When, you're, when you, you have know no idea enough. if your coach is good enough yeah. and you can't put your finger on why you suck. I'm or, not talking or, about it from a fan's perspective. I'm talking about it from Kyle's perspective. This year has to really suck. It does. It does. But it's. It, but at least he knows, like, I, at least I have players under contract that I know are really good players. I have yeah. them already. Um, a lot of them are in the training room. A lot of them, yeah. I mean, it's, it's wherever they are, if they're not on the field, you don't have them. But I don't know, man. Like, at least he makes a game plan every week that he knows yeah. gives him a chance. He's got enough talent that his game plan gives him a chance. Yeah. So I'm with you. I, I mean, it's, it sucks. It does. It sucks. It's hard to watch, which we'll get to, but I understand. I think we understand why it's happening, which is why I can't in the big picture for this organization. I know that them getting a better draft pick. Like I watched who they drafted this year. I, I think they know what they're doing. Like they're not, it's not having draft picks. Isn't meaningless to this organization. Well, well for example, the team Ron took over just watching Washington football team. They're, they do have a lot of talent. I mean, their front seven is excellent. The guy they just drafted in the first round, I mean, guy, he looks like Khalil Mack on steroids. I'm, that's not like a steroid joke. I don't yeah, think you guys on steroids. I'm just saying, like, that's Khalil Mack times, like, four. That's how this guy looks as a rookie. He is a dominant force with their group. Better than the Bosa's? Ru- he's just more physically probably dominant. Yeah. Uh, I'd put him probably, if you just had to rank him, I mean, all those guys are elite. He's just in that category, and he might be the best of the three. Uh, do you look like Terry McLaurin's really good? They just they they just they didn't have, the, have the something going. Their, their quarterback play is just really shitty, and they're going to compete to go eight and eight. It's really impressive. So I guess my point place. is, Ron just took over a team that actually has a lot in place. They just have to find a way to get a quarterback, and they yeah. they they could be solid immediately. And the problem for him was his. He took over a team. He took over an organization that's a bad or, that has been historically a bad organization, and he brought some stability to it, right? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be the coach of the year, and Alex. I mean, he might be the coach of the year, and Alex is going to be the comeback player of the year. Well, their record six and seven. 
Coach if he were to go, if he were to go nine and seven with cancer, I could. I if you wanted to give him a vote, I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah. I, I think it's hard eight and eight, but nine and, and seven with cancer. Good. Nine and, and seven. You win, winning record with cancer. Washington football team team doesn't have a name. You think team. they get a name, or you think they just ride this out? They have to get a name. I think it's crazy that we just accept that they don't have. Well, because it's impossible. I, I keep screwing up because it's not normal. Like if they had changed to the Washington Generals or something, it'd be so much easier. But it's like, oh, they're the football team. The you football know what they look like people, to me? People kept tweeting, uh, Washington WFT, and it th- kept throwing me off. You notice that? Did that throw you off? I did not notice that. No, but that would throw me off if I was noticing it. They look like Oklahoma when I watch them because they have like the numbers. It kind of looks like the OU on the side of the helmet. The color, like just out of the cut. Corner of my eye, if you glance, I'm like, is that? Am I watching Oklahoma? The no. color scheme's not bad. I mean, they're just a solid, uh, you know. Yeah, they, logo, got, they got some whatever. potential. We can't do this again, John. We can't do this in 2021. We cannot watch this kind of quarterback play from the 49ers in 2021. And I can't do well. Just get Jimmy back, have him healthy. That's all you need. Because history says you can't bet on that. Well, it's impossible, guy. The the one thing you have to have, and the one time the 49ers have had this in Kyle's tenure was the year they went to the Super Bowl. You have to have your starting quarterback, whoever that is, play in every game. You see it with the Colts. Phillip Rivers is going to play in every game this year. You see it with the Raiders. Derek Carr is going to play in every game this year. You see it like, honestly, today is a good example. You know, Drew Brees, older, last couple years, missed some games. Last year, they didn't lose a game. Today, might have cost them the one seed. Now, again, he's somewhat of an outlier situation, but he's now missing a lot of games in two years. Did, did you say the Rams? Did I miss that? I have not mentioned the Rams. Like, the Rams are, to me, kind of a comp, right? Because their quarterback is not carry-you high-end quarterback, but he's significantly better than whatever else you would roll out if he got hurt. Light years better. And here's the other thing. The Rams analogy, or just example relative to the Niners. He's making way more than... Than Jimmy, but he's they're both making a lot of money. One's at 24, the other's at 35. When you invest that much in an individual, that means you are dependent on that guy playing good or bad. And the Niners, whatever they do next year, the quarterback, and people are like, what do you think? What do you think? Honestly, I mean, these conversations might happen with like Lynch and Adam Peters, but in terms of Kyle, big picture, beside like loose conversations, you don't. Like, you would never be like, oh, I'm 100% going to move into the fourth house on this street in eight months. You just don't know what the price of that house is going to be. Like, you don't know, they're going to get Stafford. Well, what's it going to cost to get him? What can I get for Jimmy Garoppolo? Where am I in the draft? Like, part of knowing all these moves, and it's why we always get so many great stories coming out of the Combine. Even if you're Belichick for the last decade and go to the Super Bowl every year, you don't really make your plans till the season ends. And you can sit down, take a deep breath, go to the meeting room, have some ideas. Like we do this on the show. We have ideas. And we've been doing this long enough. Then we do a show, you know, whatever. We like a topic or we don't want to talk about the topic. You have the topics. And then if you're a GM or a coach, what would you then do? Start calling the other teams that you have the ideas for and find out. Like, we don't have any of the information. So I have... In terms of whether it could be Stafford, could they even like random, like could they trade for Matt Ryan? Like those teams don't even have general managers. Could they draft Zach Wilson? Well, are they drafting seventh or are they drafted 13th? Because if they're drafted seventh, 
I mean, it's just, it gets a lot more interesting. If they're drafted 13th, it's like, well, do they just sit there, take a good player? Do they trade back? You know, I don't know. They're just, there's so much unknown with these next three games, but I do know this. They have no chance to be a consistent franchise just on the most basic level. If their starting quarterback, even if that's Jimmy Garoppolo, does not play every fucking game. Because here's what I knew know about Jimmy, and I, I it really hit home today. He's been here three years in that one six-game stretch. Two of the years, he's basically missed the entire season. Because you missed, to me, 10-plus games. Like, in the NFL, that's... I, if you don't miss all 16 and you miss 12, like, what the fuck's the difference if you're the quarterback, right? Yep. Like, this year, to me, you might as well just... It's the whole Yeah, season. there's not much difference between playing six games, which is where he is this year, and three games, which is what he was three years ago. Not much yeah. difference. To me, if you're Mahomes, that was it. Yeah, last year, remember when the Sunday night game, his knee popped out? He missed two games. To me, two games is a lot different than nine, right? Because you can go 500 in the two games. CC the Chiefs. They did. The, I, the, on the most basic premise of, what are they going to do with this position? All these players. None of that fucking shit matters. I see all these people tweeting, and we've talked about this a little bit. Of like, the Niners have all these free agents and blah, blah, blah. I remember Lewis and Howie, we used to always talk about this. Do you know the average turnover on an NFL roster on a yearly basis is like 30%? That's the average roster turnover every team. That's just the nature of the sport. Now, this they might have they might be higher than that this year, but as long as you keep a staple at quarterback or you acquire a good quarterback, that's part of the deal. Like this is not the NBA where you ride with the same team for five or six years. That's just not what happens. Yeah. You ride with core players. But the Kendrick Bournes change. Hell, McGlinchey might change. The K-Wan the Hiders change. Yeah, they just... Even Jimmy Ward. Wait, did you say Hyder? Well, he's a free agent. That can't change. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see it gone, but... Khalil Hyder's got to be back, Joe. You, you just have to have... Like, at least having Derek Carr every year for the Raiders. They're, they're not going to make the playoffs again. We'll get into them in a minute. At least you just know every game Derek's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, what it means moving forward now is... And I think back to your point on like you can't you know proclaim your plans. You have to wait and see how things unfold. But well, you just don't know all I, the information, right? No doubt. But here's here's a scenario that I'm more and more open minded to, which is you draft a quarterback high and Jimmy Garoppolo is still on your roster. I think that for me that w- I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying if I were in the Niners' shoes right now. I'd be very open to that being... I would not look at this like, if we add a quarterback, we have to subtract a quarterback. Or we do have to subtract a quarterback, but Jimmy not being necessarily the one, right? Now, if you add Matt Stafford, then you subtract Jimmy. Would you just... whatever you just? It's like when you are determined you have to buy a new car and you're not going to spend three weeks trying to sell your old car on Craigslist. You're just going to trade it in for cents on the dollar at the dealership, whatever that means. You could have sold it for $7,000. You, you get 2500 off of your new car at the dealership. If you get Matt Stafford, then you trade Jimmy to Bill for whatever you for. I don't care. And you and you know that and you know that well before the draft, right? To me, Jimmy could stay, and we wouldn't know if they're drafting eighth. Are they going to take a quarterback, or are they going to take a guy in like the fourth round to be a backup? Like they would still be open to that. And what I'm saying is, if you take a guy eighth, now I you know Herbert's a great example. You and I have talked about this. Burrow looked good. Tua clearly. It probably makes the most sense to just start the Kyle Shanahan and QBX era week one, right? That's why tra- we've and seen... Tra- and trade Jimmy Garoppolo. And trade Jimmy. But my point in saying all of this is just, I'm open to the possibility that you draft a guy and that Jimmy Garoppolo is your week one quarterback. 
It's not I ideal. Could, you're saying draft think, him. You're saying draft high. Yeah, I'm saying you could end up taking not Easton Stick, but uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, and Jimmy's your week one quarterback. And then who knows? Maybe Jimmy's not good enough, and you play Trey Lance week three. Maybe Jimmy gets hurt, and now we're not trying to. And that you're not mailing in the season again like you did this year after Jimmy got hurt. Not that you tried to mail it in, but you just not enough bullets in that gun. That's what I'm saying. I am well, just I, but but I, that is I, a I scenario we, that I think we have to be really okay with. And I'm fine. It's a good scenario. That's a yeah. good scenario to like. Well, that's here's a good re- situation. I, I agree. If Stafford is a possibility, I do. You just watch Washington football team. Think of what they could do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? They would be dramatically better with just Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he is going to have suitors just because he might not be good enough for Kyle. He is surely good enough for a lot of other teams who could just go, well, we'll just trade for Jimmy, third or fourth, and still draft a quarterback the following year, whatever, right? I mean, it just gives us options. He'd be good enough for Bill. He's going to have a lot of suitors. They are going to have options. I don't know what the best one is uh, because you're not trading Jimmy Garoppolo for, like, without Stafford to me. I just can't see that possible. And I don't see why you'd trade Jimmy even for Matt Ryan. Now, the pushback is like, you just don't think Jimmy can stay healthy and you just get a guy who can be... You might... Matt Ryan cost you like a fifth rounder or something. You just take the contract. But it gets a little complicated he with He does money. stay healthy, doesn't he? Yeah, and then you could still draft a guy really high. Yeah. But um, the, the, the good thing is, like, they just have Jimmy. They have his rights. He's under contract for the foreseeable future at a cheap price. But this gets back to my original point. I think we're at the point in time, and today's a good example. Like, he's no, we already knew this, like, that he's just been gone for a while, but it really hammers it home when you watch the games. He's not a trustworthy player anymore, guy. Like, you have to just acknowledge he just gets hurt a lot. Like, that's just part of his package. He gets injured. It just, it is what it is. And you can't, you cannot go into a seat given what you have behind him and the way this year turned out. You can't go into a season with it all just, now we know, like, most team seasons hinge on their quarterback, but you just, but most quarterbacks stay relatively healthy. Yeah. I can't have, you just not going to be comfortable if you go into the season that hinges on him more of that coming for the next several months. And I'm not mad about it. I'll talk quarterbacks all day long, all day long till the cows come home. Sleepnumber.com slash ham right now. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Save up to $700 on new sleep. Number 360 smart beds. Plus special financing for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Yep, guy. Quality sleep is essential for optimal health. We know it. Uh, I got a great night's sleep last night. You told me you did not. Right? I'm on two on hours, road. John. <laughs> yeah, you got two hours. How are you feeling today? Uh, dragging. Yeah, see, guy. I feel we good know, right now, though. I'm happy. Because we, got, we, got we love our sleep number beds. We sleep perfectly. And I mean perfectly. With our beds. You're a big believer in a little harder. I like it a little softer. That's right. And having a good night's sleep just changes your day, changes if you get back-to-back sleeps, you're so much more productive during the week. Luckily, you're going to be able to bounce back tonight, have a good night's sleep going into Monday, and start fast and have a big week. So you just, I, I can't recommend our friends a sleep number enough. I cannot wait to hit the sleep number on uh, Sunday uh, night. Cannot wait. And I mean, hey, Holiday season, we know sleep, like John said, is the natural immunity booster. Don't forget, great holiday gifts, innovative pillows, unique bedding solutions. Uh, Go to Sleep Number. Check out the exclusive gifts, the Comfort Fit Pillow, the Ultimate Faux Fur Throw, Winter Soft Sheet Sets, 
sleep essential kits and silk pillowcase and sleep mask set luxuriously soft and soothing check it all out at sleepnumber.com slash ham give the comfort of joy uh give comfort and joy for game-changing sleep yep save up to 700 dollars on the new sleep number 360 smart bed plus special financing for a limited time only at sleep number stores <clears throat> sleepnumber.com slash ham sleepnumber.com slash ham they're the official partner of sleep and wellness partner of the nfl and ham sleepnumber.com slash ham all right john we've got breaking news on sunday night the raiders have blamed paul gunther for jonathan abram not being able to cover and khalil Mack getting traded and fired him <laughs> tough uh, tough gig well i saw paul gutierrez relieved him of his duties relieved, relieved. Is that, is that the nice way of saying, get the fuck out of here? Well, don't you think he feels relieved today? He has to a little bit. Now, I think the problem for him is his defense. I had a coach tell me one time, you always want to become a coordinator because then you get in the cycle. I do wonder, his cycle, he was here for, I guess, the first three years of Gruden, and it was a disaster. I mean, they were really, really ugly. I'll never say never, but I, I don't really feel he's going to be in the cycle anytime soon, right? No, I mean, it's, yes, being relieved is not actually a relief because <clears throat> you've been fired. Now, if I was Baker Mayfield's uh, wife, if I was Aisha Curry, and I was a member of Gutierrez, or not Gutierrez, Paul Gunther's family, because typically the wives and the bro- they're always arguing on Twitter, defending their, defending their man. It's like, yeah, no shit, family members defend other family members, shocker. I would say that this defensive roster since Paul Gunther has stepped in, is atrocious. It has to be if we went player for player over the three-year period. But just right now, after they just got steamrolled by the Colts, and really it feels like steamrolled all year long in their best team of the three years, I, it has to be like bottom five player for player on defense in the NFL, guy. It's just no pass rusher. I guess Mullen is okay. Uh, Abram stinks. Linebackers stink. They're just, they're awful. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. they're just, uh, look, they're I, just not very good. They got beat by the Colts on a day when I watched them. And that, we've had games like the Jets game, uh, the Falcons game, where you watch them and go, what is this? That's not what I thought watching them against the Colts. And that's a problem because they just got their butts kicked in. It wasn't a, what is this? It was a, nah, they're better than you. And this is what it looks like if they're going to be better than you. Um, you're not going to beat them. Like it was, all 44 I, points were not on Paul, right? Derek threw the no, pick no, six no. off. There's yeah. no question. But I just think watching them, like my takeaway watching the Raiders was they've peaked until their defense can get much better. Now, if you just replace him, does that solve your problem? No. Like they need much better players on defense. To your point, so I, I don't. They're they're still a, like this isn't a problem. This is part of trying to fix the problem. Well, this doesn't begin to solve it. I think it's fair to say that <clears throat> in football, but at the highest level in, in the NFL, you can over scheme stuff or I guess, you know, out scheme opponents and out scheme talent easier on offense yeah. in the NFL than it is on defense pretty consistently. And I think the Niners are a good example last year when your team is really good. It's just going to hard to, if your players, if you have, four or five pro bowlers at the key positions, pass rusher, corner, middle linebacker. Your defense is going to be really good, and you don't really need to call that many exotic plays. 
Where on offense, like I can get away with average quarterback play if I got good receivers, if I got a good scheme. Does not work on defense. Like the even uh, there's just the '85 Bears were defi- they had Hall of Famers. The 2001 or 2000 Ravens that we talk about forever, Hall of Famers. The LOB defense with Pete Carroll, Hall of Famers. Uh, the Niners team with Harbaugh. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna ha- how many of those guys are gonna make Hall of Famers, but they were sure all look like Hall of Famers when they were there. Yeah, you have to have really good players, and I think they have two. I don't want to say historic misses, but two crippling misses on this team. They drafted Cleveland Farrell number four overall. They could have had Devin White, who's one of the best linebackers in the league. If you just flip-flop those two players, I think they're dramatically better. And Jonathan Abram is just much more whiff than hit right now. It doesn't work, guy. He does not translate to the modern-day NFL. Well, and that's that's Gruden and a Mayock problem. And it, and it becomes, obviously, you don't the GM doesn't fire himself. The head coach doesn't fire himself. That's not what should be happening today anyway. But this is about, you know, it makes the what you just said makes the, the Khalil Mack trade a failure, right? The defensive coordinator got traded for the team that traded away one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah. Why aren't you good right now? Your <clears throat> defense isn't good. You traded away one of the best defensive players in the league. So you get like, oh, yeah, but the value in the – your defense isn't good. Your defense is what's keeping you from being better. You traded away one of the best defensive players in the league, and then you did not use the ammunition you got. I know it looks great on paper, the value, to make your defense better. It's not, we can't, This the, the case closed. The guy yeah, got fired. Yeah. The defensive coordinator got fired. It failed. And to me, fired, we're recording this probably less than three hours after the game finished, right? That's yeah. in the season. To me, guys not, get fired. And we're not saying he shouldn't have been fired. <clears throat> yeah, I just think guys get fired in the NFL. It's, it's a huge part of the sport. Players get released. Coaches get fired. For the most part, <laughs> guys are released in the offseason, and coaches are fired after the season. Anytime a coach gets fired with games left to be played, that is a huge story. Right in, in the NFL, whether you're at the Bengals or whether you're at the the Steelers or the Eagles, I mean, Adam that's just, Gase has not been fired as of yeah. That, that's a headliner story when Bill O'Brien's removed, when any coordinator on Greg Williams last week fired. Like that's just it's just a whoa moment. And this one, a little desperation with the three games remaining, hopefully to catch a little lightning in the bottle, try to win out and give yourself a chance. Yeah, I mean, you need the Ravens to lose Monday, but you're right, and you reminded me that the Raiders play Thursday. But desperation would have been nice in the third quarter when you're kicking field goals from the five yard line. Well, one was from the one was from the seven was like a fourth and goal, but you know they did not coach as it like maybe it's easy to ha- to have hindsight here, um, but Gruden didn't coach the third quarter against the Colts like you do. The Colts were going to score, you know, twenty one more points, which has been the mo. But I understand. I, I get from his perspective. Like, so I just supposed to just assume my defense going to give up forty five and coach like that. Um, I'd say with the evidence you have, you probably should. But again, your staff, your players. They're, of all the teams, right, we don't truly know, like, does Pete Carroll really still pick the players? You've been letting Schneider do that for a decade. Like, even Andy would be like, Veach is doing it all, but you're like, does Andy really, if you didn't know, right, you'd ask these questions. I, I'd say we said at the moment he got hired and the moment he gave him the keys to the castle and the moment we'd been a, we'd spent a lot of time, you and I, around that organization, we went, Belichick has the most juice probably by far, but his owner kind of can 
No one. I mean, if Belichick's one, Gruden is 1A. Everything in the fucking building, from players to coaches to whatever he wants, the owner, it's without hesitation. So this is, like you said, his handpick, all the players. Like, there is no question that was a Mayock guy. Well, Gruden had to say yes if that's a Mayock guy. <laughs> because and that's where I think it gets difficult with, like, why they take Cleveland Farrell? Well, I don't know. It's just hard to tell. But I know this. No one got drafted on that team, whether Reggie was around, whether Mayock was around, whether Paul Gunther was pushing for the defensive player, without John Gruden's approval. And we cannot say that. It's one thing to be like, Pete, be like, yeah, take whoever you want, John, I trust you. It's another thing to like, this is his bad boy. This is his organization. Probably even closer to Belichick, given how much influence he could have over the owner to do like a business move if he wanted. There is not a guy who probably with more juice. Honestly, the more I think about it, like Belichick's got a lot, should have more, but John has to be, you could argue with, if you factor in Mark Davis, he's the, has more power than any coach in the league, right? Yeah, and the the length of his contract. I mean, there, there's no question. If you think the best, think about the best coaches in the league, they don't. Andy, I would not imagine has more power in Kansas City. Sean Payton certainly does not in New Orleans. Kyle Shanahan does not. Sean McVay does not. Would you say it's almost like Saban like at Alabama? You know, just in how much yeah. anything he says goes. You know, no matter yep. what, if John and, says and, it, it goes. And that's not necessary. Like from an organizational standpoint. Mark Davis would be like, yeah, I'm giving him everything. I paid him. I'm going to give him everything he says he needs. I don't blame I Mark no Davis problem. at all. It's, it's, yeah. No problem. None. None. And I got no problem firing. That's the other thing. I got no problem firing Paul Gunther. That's whatever. That's fine. But like, but you still got a long way to go to figure this thing out. And based on the players that they've picked on defense. Well, it's, it's trending as we're recording this. And you just look at the scenarios. I saw the dude at NBC halftime, the percentages. The Raiders are like <laughs> low 30s. So it's still not – it's not like five. Yeah. But th they are mo more than unlikely a playoff team this year. They They're going to need – the Ravens things are out of their control. There are things out of their control. Yeah. And that's a failure. Given where the season started, I thought they should be a playoff team. Given where they were about when October ended, you're like six and three. They're going to end up probably 11 and five. Even They are – I hate the word regressed – because, like, I don't think players or teams regress. I just think you kind of are who you sometimes are you over fail, a Sometimes you fail, sometimes you succeed. There's so many circumstances. I totally agree. The Raiders got really shitty really fast, kind of randomly. It was kind of weird. And the they were test playing too. a lot better the first nine games, guy. Six yeah. and three, they were a legitimate team. The eye test, too, right? It's not just – it's like I watched them play that game against the Jets. I watched them play that game against the Falcons. I watched them play the Colts, and I thought – one of these is clearly a playoff team. The other one is not up to this team standard. And it was pretty clear by the end of the game who was who. So It's a devastating moment paying, inside their building if they miss the playoffs, right? Yeah, you're not paying – I mean, I'll do the I'll do the simple math. I know it's – is the contract front-loaded or back-loaded, but let's just say yeah, it's I remember he wasn't dollars. making as much in California the taxes, and it was like eight here and like 11 a yeah. year there. Let's just say you've paid $30 million for zero playoff appearances in three years if you don't make the playoffs this year. But to me, it's but that, that that sounds really bad. I think why it feels really bad is just because like a month ago you're like, "Fuck, we're we're in the driver's seat. Yeah, we've already beat the Chiefs. We're six and three. How many teams six and three with a team over with with a couple good wins like the Saints and the Chiefs? If we just look back over the last couple of decades, don't make the playoffs. That have a good quarterback. That have a good offense. Like it's, I'd imagine it's pretty unheard of, guy. It's one thing to be like to me the seven and five. It can go a little bit. Obviously a six and six, 
to me, once you get to like six, seven, and you're multiple games different from your loss column, you just start doing the math. And I think the other thing with the Raiders guy is we looked at the schedule. We're like, well, you got the Jets, you got the the Falcons, then you got the Chargers. It got away from them. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. I thought they were a lock playoff team. Sometimes I thought they were a lock playoff team. Extra playoff spot. Like are now? I don't think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. I think the Ravens will. But I think the not the the Raiders. Well, the percentage the percentage guy had basically Indianapolis and Cleveland is like above ninety. So they 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 gave the Ravens the best chance. Better but Miami, Miami still has another win, yeah. and they play the Raiders. Like, are the Raiders a lock to beat Miami? They're just no, not. No, and, and and if Miami were to somehow make the playoffs, you'd go. Wait a second, how much is Brian Flores getting paid? Because if you said at the beginning of the year, one of the but that's teams, what. But he's not saying that. Who's not saying that? I don't think Mark Davis is saying that, though. No, like I'm that. saying that. I'm saying, wait a yeah, second. Fans. The Dolphins? The Dolphins? <clears throat> the team that was just drafting second? They made the playoffs? Well, I, well, I think it's... Yeah. Well, I, think I don't think they will, but... I think the hard part for the fans is you're going... If the Dolphins make it, if the Browns clearly make it, which they're in the driver's seat, you start going, wait, Stefanski, year one? Uh, Flores in year two, they're already competing. Like, wh- what is holding us back? What is – because even if John is the offensive coordinator, offensive guy, part of John was like, well, it's the personality. Parcell's a defensive guy, but the, he impacts the whole team. Like, does John have no impact on defense of just the mentality? Mm-hmm. Is he just in his own little offensive bubble? We talk a lot about – think about McVay's defense has been really good since he's been there. Really, Kyle's defense the last couple of years, this year, falling apart a little bit, but statistically it's still top half of the league easily. Like there, there is a mentality in a, in a set, but yeah, but it's like Gruden is the boss. So he, he, does he have a bad eye for talent? Like it's just, there are a lot of checks that if, if you were being really critical, you'd be like, this isn't big, good, big picture. Right. It's a little scary that this, because the irony is like, they're, it turned out their offense, like he got it turned around, he saved a quarterback and it was like, they were heading the right direction, but he, two things are going to let him down. He just wasn't a great evaluator, and two, he wasn't good at hiring coaches. But I think there's a chance Paul Gunther's good enough if their talent's better. Yeah, hard to know. It's hard to know, but if they nail the two picks, if they nail the two, if they nail the Uh, Abram, Cleveland, I mean, it's just, again, their offense is good enough. You don't need to be the Anthony Munoz of defenses. Well, let's let's say I give them these two players. They get the equivalent of like Roquan Smith, who's Devin White, and like let's say Jonathan Abrams, Jimmy Ward. Think how much better their defense would be, right? An extra tackle, an extra third down, get off the field and third down. Maybe a play over the course of a year, a pick six or a fumble. Yeah, like what, it just it's a le- less of a blown, co- less of a guy running wide open down the middle of the field. Jonathan Abrams been a disaster. He, he really has because he missed all last year, and now he's kind of hurting him. He's been, I'd say, a net negative. Well, he's hurt when he's hurt, and he hurts you when he's healthy. And w- wouldn't you say that's really bad given that, like, they did, when you looked at it, like, he was going to be, if they were going to be good, and I don't, good would be strong. If they were going to be functional, he was going to be a key part of that. Yeah. First-round pick, physical guy. And I'd understand, if you nailed those picks, it's like, okay, maybe you didn't get Khalil Mack, but whatever. You had to do, you, you did what you had to do. You got cheaper. You got two players for one on defense. Fine. The other problem with the whole Khalil Mack thing guy is one of the guys they acquired, the best group guy they've acquired in the last couple of years, high in the draft, is Josh Jacobs. 
as I text you earlier today, like a running back's a little bit like a second baseman. Like if you were going to hit on one guy, you'd obviously choose like, you, hey, I just go to random GM. You're going to hit a home run on a guy. And I wouldn't say Josh Jacobs a home run. Third, a triple. You're going to hit a triple on a guy. What positions would you want? Well, it's like quarterback, uh, pass rusher, uh, offensive tackle, uh, wide receiver. Like I, where would, run, would running back pass be rusher? go like above guard? Linebacker? Uh, depends on your line. It could go above guard. Could. Well, that's what, but I, that's, that's where it is in the discussion, like way down. That's the problem. So yeah, Josh Jacobs, a really good player, but his impact, and we've seen it with guys that are better than him, like Saquon Barton, you can't, the problem is they missed on the, the cover guy and the pass rusher. And now that's getting guys fired in the middle of seasons before a, a short week. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. And Gruden deserves the blame, not Paul Gunther, who does too. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not that he doesn't deserve blame. It's just this is about personnel also. It's just – and if you had replaced Khalil Mack, you traded him, but Khalil and Furl's a good player. You didn't even have to be another pass rusher. It doesn't even necessarily have to be that you hit on the picks that you got for Khalil. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying yeah. you subtracted Khalil. You, it's part, you had a bunch of picks. You haven't – your defense is not any, your defense is worse, but at least we get them on Thursday. Yeah. See you, Paul. The Giants look bad. It's easy for the Giants to look bad. Part of it is the Cardinals, even though they've been better, uh, and they won, but I, that game visually to me looks like just two bad teams. Like I almost watched it thinking, I think the Cardinals need to change their uniforms if they're going to get good. Because when I look at Cardinals Giants, it just feels like. Well, it's good. Bad, they, it's good they started game. fast, guy. Because if they had not started five and two and given themselves a little buffer period, they look more like a seven and nine team. Like to me, they look like a team that oh, they're seven and nine, eight and eight. You know, just kind of battles. That they do not look like a team that. And what I mean, best case, probably end up at nine and seven. I, I think they finish with because uh, I was texting with a buddy on the Bears. I'm like, you guys are actually still alive, Trubisky. It's thrown like five touchdowns, six touchdowns the last two weeks. Like their offense is finally working. They're six and seven. If they were to beat Minnesota, really, I thought it was Minnesota versus Cardinals. It's kind of Minnesota slash Bears versus the Cardinals. But the Cardinals played the Jalen Hurts, who's hot, 1-0. Mm. Then they get the Niners. It doesn't look as difficult. And then they end with the Rams. So I think for one of those two teams to make the NFC playoffs with the seven seed, you'd probably need them to go lose two of three, which is possible with maybe the Eagles just get hot. But they, and maybe they just the Rams. don't. They could lose any game, though. They could lose and, any game. And they don't look. They don't look like they looked. I mean, it's obvious they've, they've been losing games. But Kyler doesn't. Even that game, a, remember when they played Seattle and it was a shootout on Sunday Night Football like a month and a half ago and it was sweet? They, they look they look like shell of themselves. What, I, but is there something with him? Like, do you agree with me? You well, watch him and you're like. He's, he's hurt. It's just a, you can't play him like this his whole career then. Right? You're saying because he's getting ragdolled and thrown around a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying yeah. what's worked in a short amount of time is may not be the recipe for them big picture with him. Well, you, you know, like, for example, Tim Lincecum's a good example. When he first came to the big leagues for like three or four years, he was throwing like 98. And then eventually, like, I, I think it works in pitchers. Like, it's hard for short guys to just throw really hard for their whole career. Like, to me, they're going to fall off a cliff faster than a bigger guy. Just like it's harder. It's why you typically, like most pitchers, if you just ask whether they're analytic guys or not, they're going to lean with the bigger human beings, right? They want their pitchers 
to just be 6'3 plus. In football, there is a reason why Jimmy Garoppolo is on the small side, like on the threshold for most teams. Like Russell Wilson is an outlier, and outliers are outliers for a reason. Most, if you just drafted all outliers, you're going to fail. And I think Kyler Murray is a good example. He has remarkable talent. Like I'm watching him even today. Like you see, there is talent in that guy's body that is just an all-time great athlete. If he could stay 100% healthy, he would have he could win MVP. But he's already hurt in year two. Why? Because in that it was a Seattle game on Thursday night, when a defensive tackle falls on a human being that's 5'9", 180 pounds, or whatever he is, 190, like he's just more likely to get hurt than when that guy falls on Phillip Rivers. Or even like Carson Wentz, or think of running Cam Newton, like bigger, bigger running quarterbacks. Here's the other thing that makes Russell an outlier. It's not just that he's Russell for a short guy. Like, I think if you saw Russell sitting at a table, you would not, you didn't know how long his legs were. You might think he was bigger. I haven't seen, we've seen him in person. He is like his upper body. He could, you could tell me he was six, three. I'd believe you. Right. Um, not that Kyler, like Kyler has really short legs too, but he's just a little more. So like most, if you're short, you're, you're smaller by and large. Right. Especially if you're an athlete, because you got to carry, you got to move. Preach. Yeah. Well, I'm not. At, we're not athletes per se. At some level, once upon a time. Um, well, but, think about this: bigger people. Whenever you meet a guy, if you ever meet an older person that is really, really big, like six five, the first thought is like, "God, did this guy play college football? He could be sixty. Right. Like, did this guy play in the NBA? Or you know, especially really big guys. That's the first thought you have because you don't meet that many human beings like that. And and you and I have had the unique opportunity to be on a lot of NFL sidelines, to just be on a lot of sidelines, all sports. They are not normal-sized human beings, even the small ones. Like, you see Steph Curry on the court, or Steve Kerr, right? They are smaller than all the other humans when they were playing. You meet those guys in person, they're way bigger than the majority of human beings that are around them. Like, there's a reason in NBA circles, or like when quarterbacks talk, they sit down. Like, usually at their scrum at their locker. They don't stand because they fucking tower over everybody. He, like the majority of media members that interview Kyler, if for men, are probably at probably his height or taller. Like, that's just not normal. Like, think about the percentage of media members that have that are taller than Roethlisberger, Brady, Man- the Mannings, just the, his, the Rivers, Carson right. Wentz. Just go through the quarterbacks. Yeah. Hell, even Jimmy, like who's a smaller quarterback, is still six two and a half. We always said, like, did Derek grow? Because he got taller. You know? <laughs> yeah, he did. Because there was that picture. Did you see when they – I had it on TV, too, so I had it muted. They clearly were talking about Kobe. And he was standing next to Kobe. I was like, I remember Derek being 6'2". I thought Kobe was like 6'6". He didn't – he wasn't that much taller than Derek in the picture hey, right. he had. Like, That's remember right. he went to a Warrior-Laker game and, yep, like, he I went in the back that. and Kobe hung out with him? Yeah. But it's just – I, I, I just think – and you're going to see it. Th- like, part of Trevor Lawrence, I think why people – He's like six four and a half. He's huge. You know, I mean, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. I think some of these guys are on the little smaller end, yeah, like small and slender. I mean, Trey Lance is listed at six four. Man, we'll uh, see. Yeah, that's where he looks I think a little thicker though. Well, you know, like Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, like those guys are big human beings. Yeah, they are. I could see where it's like, yeah, team really like Kyle Trask. Why? He's six five two thirty. Well, again, this is why people freak out over Josh Allen when his production's not great. It's because he's as big as those guys, but he's way more athletic than Kyle Trask or Mac Jones, right? 
Way better arm. Yeah, I Just would the even whole say package. I would say Mahomes is closer to the average size than like the ideal size, right? But he just the genetics, the 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 athleticism, the the twitchiness is kind of there for him. But he's yeah. not like like when Andy drafted Donovan McNabb, he was like six three and a half. He played college basketball at Syracuse, right? It was like he was a freak elite athlete. Mahomes, you know, was really more of a projection, like Josh Allen, but Josh Allen, it was understandable why he was such a big-time projection, right? We're watching him in the background. He's just, he's what you want. If there were more Josh Allens in this draft, let's say, like, Trey Lance, all those guys were Josh Allen-y, I'd be like, they're all going in the top five. Like, if they just, regardless what their production was, if if you just gave me 6'4 guys with enormous arms, I'd be like, if they're high character like he is, they're all going to get picked high. Because we've just, he's a good example of like, I think coaches are going to convince themselves now. And that thing I played on about Kyle on Thursday for the, whatever, our last pod or maybe in the middle of the week. I do think the more and more you're exposed to this, you're convincing yourself if you're an NFL coach, offensive coach, it's never been easier to improve on a lot of these things with the way I'm able to scheme because of the defenses, right? Well, I I get it where was the the Josh Allen stat? Do you see that stat? That Josh Allen's like improved his his completion percentage improvement. I'm not sure if it's historic necessarily, but it's significant. I think it's like 11, percent which was historically impossible forever. Right? That never happened. I remember, remember you and I looked. Warren Moon was a guy who like improved his completion percentage. Well, because remember he used to come on our show a lot, and I remember one time you asked him. and he just said it was like a gradual process. Like he just worked on it, he got a little bit better every year. It wasn't like he went from 55 to 63 in two years. It was just boom, boom, worked on it. I think now, and this gets back to the character thing, so as we talk about these quarterbacks in the draft, you have to know, like, are they the hardest worker or grinders? Like, if they are, then you got a chance. Like, that is Josh Allen's thing. He's 53% to 59% to 70%. Those are his three years. Who? Josh Allen. 53% as a rookie. 59% last year, 70% this year. That's insanity. And his touchdowns are just going up. His interceptions I, I think, are I think flat. that is really going to help the physical, talented guys in college get drafted high. Because it's going to be a little bit like the NBA. In the NBA, once the draft rule changed when we were like in middle school, even going into junior high, and a couple Kobe, Kevin Garnett guys hit, everyone started picking the young guys that had super high ceiling. Just because you're like, well, we just get this guy's the next KG. Next KG. And 90% of them are not. Right? But those guys kind of set the tone. It's just kind of fickle. Because I think Russell Wilson, we, we talked about it. Russell Wilson helped Kyler Murray go number one over. If Russell Wilson never existed, I, I just wonder, I, I wonder if like Cliff, you know, just the game changed so much. I guess, I guess he still might have gone because of Cliff. But you don't- I, I, I just tend to always lean size, man. Yeah, and I would guess, John, you know what's going to happen? It's we'll look back in five years, and some guys that got drafted, people are like, oh, maybe we could do the Josh Allen thing with him, which is, uh, it's tough because Josh is the ideal physically, right? But he was not productive, and we'll look back, and you know what's probably going to happen is we'll say, turns out Josh Allen is also an outlier. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and trying to mimic the outliers is just not. But but you he can't I, take an out non outlier. I also think outlier. why Josh Allen is such an outlier is. Josh Allen at LSU, Florida, Ohio State, USC. 
we'd have been like, how did he throw 53% with all the talent around him? I actually think it's kind of understandable looking back. You'd be like, God, he played a fucking Wyoming, right? Sure, but he threw 53% in the NFL his first year. He just might have needed the development. He might right. not. And I have think been part great. of it, remember when he got to the Bills, like they didn't have that much talent around him. Now, he was, I'm not, he was inaccurate. He was inaccurate. But he, he is kind of unique in his own conversation, right? Like part of Russell Wilson was transferred to Wisconsin, right? That's where I think Trey Lance is going to be really fascinating. It's like, wait, North Dakota State didn't play this year? At least BYU, this kid's played. And that's what's, right. to me, the easiest thing is Justin Fields and Clemson or just, and, and Lawrence, you just, it's all right there. They're playing with NFL guys. They're producing with NFL. Like, it's just pretty easy evaluations. Not that relative to quarterbacks. You just have all the information you need. Like, Trey Lance, to me, is the hardest in the country. I, I got no clue. BYU is kind of hard, too. Like, how is this really going to translate? How much? They're, those guys are the trouble ones. But one of those two guys, more than likely, is going to be a really good player. And more than likely, like Justin Fields or Kyle Trask or Mac Jones will not be. A uh, few other things. Jalen Hurts got to keep starting, right? Yeah. I think Jay, Gla- the- Jay Glazer said this morning that the plan is kind of unofficially to start on the rest of the year. Oh, even before the game, he said that. Yeah. I mean, that was, this wasn't like Doug's thinking was not a week to week thing. They're not going to announce it, but it's just Jay, uh, how he once lent Jay some jeans. So, uh, Literally, Jay didn't have pants, so he gave him some jeans. Howie so Roseman's jeans fit Jay Glazer? Jay feels uh, like a thought, a, the waist size would be. Th- this was 08, so maybe he was a little Jay's pre like that. Was a, gotcha. Yeah. A little, more little smaller. He's definitely thicker now. Like I, my, my point is, when, he, when Jay does talk with a story, like he, he is specifically talking at the root of the story to the coach or the GM. Like, Jay ain't a, I'll say this about Jay, who doesn't break as many stories as he used to. I don't think he gives a fuck. He is not an agent guy now. Like, to me, when Jay talks, it's like, oh, yeah, Sean Payton told him that, right? Oh, yeah, Zimmer told him that. Like, that's, he does, like, Schefter might be getting it from Todd France or whatever. Like, I, when I Jay Glazer speaks, it's like, yeah, he talked to the quarterback, right? Or, or the offensive, the left tackle that trains at his gym told him. It does come from the source. Yeah. The Eagles beat the Saints, John. Jalen Hurts was 17 of 30 for 167, a touchdown, no picks. Taysom was 28 of 38, 291, two touchdowns and a pick. I saw him make some throws actually look pretty good. I, I haven't watched the whole game. Both of them did. You're saying, you're saying Hurts? I'm saying Taysom. Taysom, yeah. Taysom's uh, better than I had imagined. When I watched I, some of the highlights. He's much better than I thought he would be. I, I understand um, why Sean, probably in practice, when it's just like Drew gets some time off and he take, like probably just sees the arm talent, the athleticism. Like It is understand. Just what we were talking about, right? Sean's going, wait, I got this guy that throws 97 miles an hour. In practice, he's always accurate. The character, him and Breeze, like if you follow Breeze on Instagram... It was like Thanksgiving. My kid's night was made. The hills came over. Like, loves him. So he's a high character guy. Like, it's not that crazy why Sean Payton likes this guy, right? He Guy, you know what? His, at his pro day, I was texting with a, a scout, like, last year about him. He's like, yeah, I'll say this. We show up at the pro day, he runs a four four two, right? So he's like this freak athlete that now can throw. Everyone's shitting on him, but it's like, well, I, I would imagine in practice, even Breeze is like, holy moly, did he just see that throw, right? Yeah, I don't know. And Sean's got to be thinking, this guy's got zero game experience for several years in terms of really throwing the ball. Um, but I think what people, did you tell people me? hate on him because he's, I mean, he is 30. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't look like a quarterback either. Um, 
What did you, what's Doug Peterson's record now without Carson Wentz? Eleven and two. That's pretty damning. Yeah, not a great like, look for Carson. Are we sure? Because I mean, pa- some of those if- some of those victories, right, are Super Bowl, NFC Championship, playoff game. Like it's just it's not. Yeah, but just it like- kind of felt like those were in the past. Like all right, that we're far enough away from those, and this is so bad. I agree. That I get it. You could fire Doug Peterson. Now I kind of look at him like, are we sure you can fire Doug Peterson? Like he's got the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Washington Football Team. Now I'm they they're just. They haven't won three games in a row this year, so I'm not going to say they're going to win three games in a row now. They might win one of those games. They might win two. But is he going to finish the year hot with Jalen Hurts and then get fired? Well, you're in agreement here. I I don't think they could not beat the Arizona Cardinals, right? Absolutely. They could win <laughs> each of these individual games. I'm just saying, are they really going to win three in a row? G- g- which would actually be give me their la- Give me the last two. Arizona, Dallas, Washington. Uh, sorry, the video played. Did you say Dallas, Washington? Yeah. Couldn't why couldn't they run the table? Again, just they just to me like can they, their quarterback did go seventeen to thirty today. But yes, they could individually win those games. I'm just saying, let's say they win two of those three, and he wins three out of four to finish the year with Jalen Hurts. Wasn't it an easy you fire one? him? Well, you, I don't think you can, and I think that you just have an open competition this offseason, which yeah. is not ideal. But how could you not? How could it, you not? How, it, how could it, anybody it, in the locker room? Well, to me, if you win the last three games. Then I would be open to like, is this like Carson's time in Philly could get really weird fast. I mean, it already is, but like then it's like, is it an open competition and everyone's already on Jalen's side now? I, you know, I Carson's career, I just you're just not going to see it very often. <laughs> you know, like I think Foles in the same category. It's like, yeah, you just, I don't know if you could make this shit up in a movie. <laughs> I don't even know. Carson's is weirder in the sense of like. Bulls have been in the league. They're random guys have won Super Bowls before and not been good. Backups have. Carson, you get drafted really high. You dominate. And then, like, multiple backups come along at the same franchise after you get paid. It's just... It's pretty wild. It, But it's enjoyable. Like, if if you're a Philly... If you did what I, we do in Philly, for being a shitty team, they're pretty entertaining. I know, but then the hard part is at the end of the day, a good team is just better than all of these other options. Well, I know, but they've been both, right? They've been really good. They make the playoffs a lot. They've made the playoffs the last three years. And then their worst year, at least they've had an unreal talking point about the quarterback. Because if you want a talking point, it's, you don't want like, God, this is the worst offensive line ever. It's like, to me, like the worst bullpen in baseball. What, you can say the same shit every day. But when it's a quarterback, like it is just the most polarizing person alive in sports. Yeah, if we were sitting here with the Niners, like they just we know their number, they just need a center, and that's what they're <laughs> going to prioritize this yeah, offseason. Couldn't do it. I mean, they might, but please, um, yeah. What yeah, do you think? Uh, I mean, we'll talk about this guy a lot. I had a guy in the league tell me this week that he thought the starting point. Maybe I mentioned this last week on Stafford was like a one and a two. Mm-hmm. You did mention again, it, and I'm good with it. And again, they are. I'm saying this, they do not have a general manager. So it's, he he just thought people around the league, like thinking There'd they'd be crazy to not, yeah. He's by far the best option. You'd I'm rather okay have. That. He's not 35. Oh, he's going to be 33. Yeah, I'm good with it. Couldn't you Would say you he'd get five years left? Yes. I, I think you'd have to have, you'd have to bring your top lieutenants in, your head coach, and just have legit like couple day meetings of just the pros and cons. Because there is, 
a lot of, if you're drafting really high, like the Niners, but you think you can get back fast, like if you're drafting ninth, like there just is a, it's not an easy decision. I don't, I don't think it's like a black and white decision when you factor an older quarterback, there is risk involved, price control, like part of like Lamar Jackson or even Baker under contract is you, so you have the wiggle room you have, even Carson went, or I mean, uh, Carson the first couple of years, Mahomes, Mahomes $450 million contract is an extension. You know, it doesn't kick in. It's also 10 years. Yeah. It's not a problem. It's not a five-year contract. It is $450 million. I know. <laughs> um, but the other part of this is, if you're willing to give up a one and a two for Matt Stafford, the other part of it is just the evaluation of the quarterback class. Because if you're willing to give up a one and a two for Stafford, and you think that you could get, let's just say, you think Zach Wilson, or you think, uh, if you think one of those guys is a star, well... If we're trading picks, then trade picks for that guy, right? That's going to be that's part of it. Like, I'll give you an example. Any chance Derek Carr would be available this offseason, or no chance, just because he's the least of their worries. I think Why he's the least you? of their. I, I don't think he's. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think they you. got they got bigger fish to fry. Like that com- that conversation is kind of a waste now, because like you go well, Stafford would probably be an upgrade over Derek, but why would you even waste pick? What are you doing? Right. Even if you could get two twos for Derek, like why you don't have the just... same problem you have today? Yeah, it doesn't change anything. But maybe he goes we're a little more potent on offense. And I go, and yeah, an but guy. okay, but look how it's working out for the Lions. Because like if Derek and Jimmy Garoppolo were both stinks. available this off season, Derek has way more value. Yes, agreed. Like to me, Derek's getting you probably like a two and a three. Jimmy might get you like a four. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Derek's like the... really improved his value. I think this year. If the, they, but they don't even want, they, he's improved his value enough probably internally too, where it's like we, like you said, we're least of our worries. It's hard to upgrade when your quarterback is at his level. Yeah. It's hard to upgrade. Um, Arizona ASU. What's the, uh, what was your favorite part of that game? Was it scoring two touchdowns in the first minute? Was it that someone got fired or was it the guy with the Chinese characters on his nameplate scoring the touchdown? What's that Just, guy's deal? Like, what's his He's story? the first Chinese born American college football player. Scholarship guy? Uh, that I don't know. I I was not really familiar with him honestly until that game. I didn't I knew Jack, nothing about him besides he? is that his name? Yeah, I just saw they put the Chinese the writing on the back Genius. of the jersey. It was pretty cool. I didn't see when I first saw the game, I saw or someone the first tweet, to score a touchdown, I should say. I saw I someone tweeting about it. And just like, God, this is I, I saw some someone shade. Like, is someone really gonna is he gonna go down like this? Went to my ESPN app. It was 42 to nothing. The, the halftime had not come yet. I went, wow, this is ugly. And then I stopped paying attention until the end of the game when they lost 70 to 7. I think I sent you a screenshot at some point you, of the score. You you play to win the game. Now, they Arizona State hadn't, you know, I mean, because of Corona, hadn't pl- only played two games. But they were not, like, they were out for blood, weren't they? Yeah, they looked good. Uh, first Chinese-born player to carry the ball and score a touchdown at the collegiate level, a walk-on in 2019, born in China. You, That's you probably job. didn't see much of the USC UCLA game, huh? No, I uh, I saw I saw I saw UCLA build its lead. I'm I'm planning to go back and watch that game though. Yeah, I mean UCLA, it was a pretty bad loss. I mean they were, I thought they pretty thoroughly outplayed them. USC was in major trouble, turnovers, just dumb decisions. Like, that was a game that I think 
Could, I'll, I'll say this about Chip. They are dramatically better than they've been. Like, they were 3-2 three and three and two in that game. They easily could have won and be 4-2. Like, they're a legitimate college football team. If you just said Coach X, this is his team, you'd go, I think they got something. Yeah, you wouldn't go like, Chip Kelly, the greatest thing since sliced bread 2012. But you'd go like, this guy's not some scrub. But they did blow it kind of like a scrub coach would. And to me, when the momentum of negativity, like, people already think he stinks. And But Clay Helton is one of those wins where it's like, we should be way better than these guys. we got way better players. I don't know much about I, – I text a bunch of people. I didn't get any answers on the St. Brown, the wide receiver. I don't know if he's quite Michael Pittman Jr., but he's pretty good. Like, I mean, you know his, the, the whole family deal. Like, one of his brothers played at Stanford. One of them played at Notre Dame. Which one of them's in the? Is one of them in the league? Equinemius went to Stanford, went to Notre Dame, and uh, I thought Equinemius, huh? I thought Equinemius sounds familiar in the NFL, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I don't, I don't know much about him. Beside, I watch him. I go, that guy's an NFL player. They, they actually have a couple guys. Again, they're USC. I mean, they should, they really should have like twenty of them. And I think part of the USC thing is, is that. And I, I see a lot of this on Twitter. So many people like Daniel Jeremiah who scouted through the peak of it and was going to those practices. And anyone that lived it in L.A., even if you weren't a USC fan, you just you just became took pride in the West Coast. Like, that, that's us, baby. We got our Alabama, like, kicking fucking everybody's ass. And now it's just that's our only kind of hope. Like, Oregon, I think, could be really, really good. But even in the peak of Chip, when they were damn good, they still were kind of laughed at by Alabama because, like, yeah, you guys can't beat us. Or LSU or whoever. Auburn beat them in the national. Like the SEC still got over on them, but SC it was like, yeah, we can play with everybody, and it was true. And so I think people hold on to that, but you watch them, it's like, guys, they're not even remotely close to that. Like this, the team Pete Carroll rolled out, maybe four of Clay Helton's guys would play on that team. Like it's just, it's a different world, especially on defense. Well, that Jackson guy, ninety nine, yeah, who's gonna be an NFL player? He would probably in like Pete's heyday when it was just first rounder for first rounder. He would be in the mix, but he wouldn't be like their clear best player, right? It was like every dude was like Panay Sewell or Justin Herbert on their team. Every guy was just, and Oregon has like two or three of those guys. Now, Pete Carroll, every single guy on his team was like going top 50. Again, it was, he was Alabama. Like, that's what he was. Yeah, but I, was I can, I can feel it. I can feel it on programs. Twitter. I can feel it texting with all my friends that the West Coast scouts that went through there. It was like, you got to go to see like, uh, you know, whoever, the Beatles or Rolling Stones, like live, you just experienced it and you know what they have in the bag is just better than what everyone has in the bag, but that bag is not getting pulled fucking back out anymore. But it does suck because you watch, you're like, God, this could be so cool. But they're barely beating USC but they're or unbeaten. UCLA. I know, but no, I know. their standards are just higher. And then they're yeah. partying in the locker room, which, you know, back to Pat Hill, you always celebrate wins, but it does feel like you guys just barely beat Chip Kelly, who I'm sure all you guys make fun of. So since you brought it back to the beginning, my the guy my guy Danny Gonzalez in New Mexico, John, wins his first game last last week. Herm Edwards, Break, former offensive coordinator, de- defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, wins snaps New Mexico's twenty game conference losing streak. They dump ice on him, water bucket. He told his players, "You we will you do not do that to me again until we win a conference championship." And not in like the motivational, "We will not do this again until we win." He was like, "I was embarrassed." We just won one football game, and you got, and we're dumping water, celebrating like we won a championship. We are not doing that again. So Fresno State, they're winning the game. They're going to win the game. And on the sideline, like, it was clear, like, do not bring a bucket of water over near coach. Like, we're not – it's not a joke. Like, he doesn't think it's acceptable. I respect that. Also, didn't they get 
displaced staying in Vegas for the last month? Well, that's part of the celebration. They've been in Vegas for 41 days. Like, it really is a triumph of the human spirit. Yeah. And I, Rocky Long's 335. I, I do think you're allowed to celebrate a little bit on shit like that. I know, like, just but because I just, it's so I just respect the life. I do, too. I do, too. We celebrate all wins, but not we don't celebrate them like that. And There's that's a where, bit. Now, SC, it is a rivalry game, right? Yeah, for them. That's, where, that's where I... Like, it's still football, and the way the sport is, it's not basketball, it's not baseball. Every game does. You put so much into the game. So Are you watching I, Sunday Night Football right now? Yeah, I got in the background, yeah. You see, they just showed uh, you know, Sean McDermott and Mike Tomlin both went to William and Mary. They crossed over, apparently. Teammates, yeah. Tomlin's, like, school school photo not even doesn't is not even thinking about smiling. I don't know about their relationship. I wonder if they were friends. Obviously, they he was a, Tomlin was a little older. I just saw that they crossed over I, a year. One thing play. I could see them, they are Sean is very serious. Like Sean is. Like, well, I remember talking to Lincoln Riley and thinking this is a little different than I expected. Like I thought him to be like kind of younger. I was like, this is a serious one. Sean is like that times five. Like just very Tomlin kind of is too. In a sneaky way. I don't think he gets enough credit. Like, I don't think... Tomlin ain't dicking around. You know, like, you hear some of these stories. Like, part of Kevin Sumlin getting fired, everyone talks about him just screwing around, fucking around, drinking, partying. No one ever says that about these two guys. Like, Tomlin might party at the Combine, but I, I've never heard one terse thing about his lack of focus or lack of grinding. Right? They actually have a lot in common, these two guys. Yeah. And it, maybe it's just... I don't think it's easy to get into William and Mary, even because it, it's not like you, you're not getting like prop 49s or whatever Fresno State used to get with like Logan Mankins. Like it is a tough academic institution, right? If you just went to William and Mary, I think I would imagine a lot of people on the East Coast take a lot of pride in like Sean is very academic. Clearly, I think Tomlin, again, doesn't get the credit for it. Clearly is too. Like these two guys are smart. It's like Cal Poly of uh, Virginia. I'm just trying to, oh, I guess, not. what's the Ohio school where all the guys come from, like Josh McDaniels and all those guys? Uh, J- John Carroll. John Carroll, yeah. You, quick nugget before we get out of here. Yeah. Tom Telesco, John Carroll guy. I saw some rumors about Josh McDaniels, Chargers. Also John Carroll guy. A little like Tomlin and Sean McDermott, though, don't exactly line up, but did play together for one year. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I mean... I guess I couldn't hate that, but I don't know that I would love it for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't I quite just, know how to feel about it. I just don't know who are they gonna. Could they do better than that? Like in theory? No, 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 no. You're right. That'd be that'd be a top. In, I think they would get a lot of credit lower. for like spending some money, hiring a guy that's turned down a bunch of jobs. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, getting him to accept. Right. <laughs> you know, would be a win. Yeah. And then it'd be like, oh, it turns out he didn't accept any jobs because he just wanted to be an offensive coordinator. Well, but so, they offered him so much money, he had to take it. Okay, let me get you out of here on this. This conversation came up on social media. Actually, you know the underrated part? On football Sundays, you can have, like, not nuanced conversations, but it's just talking football. It's not, you know, eight other million things going on. Herbert and Tua. Like, it's clear right now, if you're the Miami Dolphins general manager, who's a human being and has eyes, has to realize he more than likely made the wrong decision. Now, that doesn't mean his guy won't be good enough. And it got into an argument like, well, okay, if right now he's made the decision, the wrong decision, is Miami still better off? Because you're like, well, Miami's got a lot going for him, right? They already have the coach. They already got a solid roster. 
But the Chargers roster is better, and they got the better quarterback, but they don't have a culture or a head coach. Like, who is better off? If you had to put just, like, bet on one, who would you bet on moving forward? Well, it feels like Miami's better off. That's my first reaction. Because they have a coach? Because they have a coach. And and because it's translating. Yeah. That said, it does feel, that feels to me a little short-sighted because the history of football tells us if you roll with the better quarterback, that's just going to wear better over time. But when it comes to like organizational dysfunction, even quarterbacks can't, individual quarterback, it's really hard to overcome organizational dysfunction. So, you know, the counter would be, yeah, well, Miami's got the coach and maybe their quarterback's not as good, but if he's just solid, the coach is the one that can overcome organizational dysfunction. So, uh, yeah, Miami, if you said who's more likely to win 10 games in 2024 right now, I'd have to say Miami. Because they play yes. defense, they like I, I, they don't need they don't need their quarterback to play like Justin Herbert. And guess what? When Justin Herbert plays like Justin Herbert, they still lose. Yeah, but that's my part of my point is if they could just get they don't need a great if they just get a solid coach, they are equipped to be really good. Right, and what you so, could argue, some, you know, someone forwarded me uh, a graphic. I saw it on uh, Instagram this weekend. There are two teams right now going into this week that were in the top 10 statistically in offense and in defense. One's the Rams, and the other is the Chargers. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's crazy. That's great. Um, That's a crazy stat. But let's. But if we that is a crazy stat. If we talked about them together, right? You have one, one your quarterback and your coach. One's elite, one's solid. Uh, it's probably too early to say whether or not two is going to be solid and whether or not their coach is elite. But I would just say as a combination, if we just assigned points – They'd probably have a higher point total combined than Herbert and unknown coach. I agree. But if Herbert can become a top five quarterback or just a top eight quarterback, and Tua's always battling to like try to break in the top 18, well, then yeah, it could be a big swing. Then the Dolphins can't win a super, they can't win a, they probably can't win their division. The greatest quarterback of all time, or I mean, the greatest coach of all time, they could win their division. I guess Cam would be that. That doesn't even work. Never mind. Jets scored three points. They lost forty to three. I don't know if you saw that score. Remember we talked like, <laughs> is this? Well, I don't know. The Seahawks didn't look great last week. Thirteen and a half. Like, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of people like, right, should I be freaking out? I'm a Seattle fan. Should I be freaking about the Seahawks? I'd be like, listen, Russell had a couple bad games. I've watched him his whole career. I would not. The only way I'd throw up a red flag is the Jets game close. Win forty to three. I'd be like, just take it. You guys are okay. <laughs> That's yep. what a good team does off some weird games, forty to three. The Jets are really bad. All right, forty on that to note, three. Yeah, adios. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.